Kyle Rittenhouse has been found not guilty. Today, we look at the insane coping from the left and talk about what we can learn from this entire debacle. By now, you are all aware that Kyle Rittenhouse has been found not guilty on all charges. I am definitely surprised by this, especially considering the fact that I thought he would face charges at the very least for having the firearm and being the age that he was. However, that was dismissed as well. And just a little while ago, the jury found him not guilty on all counts. They determined that he was indeed acting in self-defense. Now, I am ultimately happy to hear this. I have been arguing that he was acting in self-defense, so it's good to know that the jury sees that also. It shouldn't have been brought to trial. No, I hardcore disagree. Literally, the purpose of trials is to determine someone's guilt or innocence. It's necessary that this was brought to trial. The dude shot three people. Yeah, he, it's going to go to trial. So let's go ahead and watch the video where Kyle hears the news that he is, in fact, not guilty. Rittenhouse not guilty. As to the second count of the information, Richard McGinnis, we the jury find the defendant Kyle H. Rittenhouse not guilty. As to the third count of the information, unknown male, we the jury find the defendant Kyle H. Rittenhouse not guilty. As to the fourth count of the information, Anthony Huber, we the jury find the defendant Kyle H. Rittenhouse not guilty. As to the fifth count of the information, Gage Grosskreutz, we the jury find the defendant, Kyle H. Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. Jury, are these your unanimous verdicts? Is there anyone who does Shit, not agree dude. with the verdicts as read? No. Would you wish the jury pulled? No. Okay. Could you imagine the relief you would feel right there? Oh my God. Nearly three weeks. 27 hours worth of deliberations and you're found not guilty you're found acting in self-defense oh wait no he got emotional right here hey to the lefties out there maybe you guys can tell me since you all are suddenly experts is uh is this real or is he faking the crying here also is this just theatrics did his lawyers tell him to do this is he just a sociopath with no emotions I don't know. You tell me because he seems to be showing a lot of emotion right here. And a lot of people were quick to say that he was fake crying. I don't know. Do you think his lawyers told him if you're found not guilty, then make sure to fake cry. That way you're not found guilty at a later time. So before we jump into the insane coping, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse's lawyer also spoke on the matter. It's been a long day. It's been a long three weeks. We're very happy with the verdict. We're happy that the jury took the time, put in an incredible amount of effort. Um, there were times we doubted the case. There were times we were confident. And to say that we were relieved would be a gross misunderstatement. And Kyle is not here. He's on his way home. He wants to get on with his life. Um, he has a huge sense of relief for what the jury did to him today. Um, he wishes none of this would have ever happened. 
but as he said when he testified, he did not start this. Now, the family of Anthony Huber, uh, the second guy that Kyle killed, the guy who had hit Kyle with a skateboard and then was going to hit him for a second time when Kyle shot him. His family spoke up, and as you can imagine, they're on the complete opposite side of things. They're hurt, they're devastated, they're heartbroken, and although Kyle was acting in self-defense, Anthony Huber was also a person, and he had friends and family and people who loved him, and he had a mom who raised him since he was a child, and there are people all around that were hurt here. So they, of course, have the complete opposite reaction. Huber's parents, Karen Bloom and John Huber, said they're heartbroken and angry by the acquittal. Today's verdict means there is no accountability for the person who murdered our son. They said in a statement, it sends the unacceptable message that armed civilians can show up in any town, incite violence, and then use the danger they have created to justify shooting people in the street. No reasonable person viewing all the evidence could conclude that Mr. Rittenhouse acted in self-defense, they said. Mr. Rittenhouse came to Kenosha armed to kill. Kenosha police encouraged him to act violently, and our son is dead as a result. They vowed to fight to hold those responsible for Anthony's death. Now, of course, this is a very uh, hurt-sounding statement. You can just tell. You can kind of feel the pain emulating through these words. However, all emotions aside... I'm sorry, they're, they're just wrong here. So when they say incite violence, like Kyle Rittenhouse did not incite anything. Kyle Rittenhouse was offering medical attention to protesters only hours before he shot Joseph Rosenbaum and Anthony Huber. So he did not incite this violence here. And now even the jury has ruled that. And then of course for them to say no reasonable person viewing all the evidence, I mean that's a little bit... I don't know. I feel like they could have thought of a better statement there considering we just had a fucking jury unanimously rule that he was acting in self-defense. Sounds like quite a few reasonable people can view all the evidence and conclude that he was acting in self-defense. But again, I'm not going to expect a lot of accuracy there, and I do not say that as an insult. I say that because these are the parents of the second guy who was killed. What are they going to say? Yeah, I guess Kyle was justified. No. He's their son. They're going to fight to do everything they can to get what they feel is justice. Now, I didn't comment on any of this Kyle Rittenhouse thing when it first went down, okay? Even when there was the whole Vosh v. Destiny debate, I said nothing. I didn't have all the facts. I wasn't too interested in learning about it at the moment. I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to let the other people fight about this one. I'm staying out of this one for now. But now, looking at everything... And now that I've been covering it for the past week or two and just following the way that other people are covering this, this entire Kyle Rittenhouse debacle has literally shown me how toxic ideological bias can be when delivering the facts of a situation. There were a fuck ton of terminally online lefties, there still are, we're going to look at them in a minute, that are screaming about how he's a white supremacist murderer, but they've been screaming that from day one. They have an ideological goal to push there at the end of the day. It looks good for their narrative that a white supremacist militia showed up to the peaceful, loving Black Lives Matter protests and started blasting. But that's just not what happened. But again, they don't care about the facts of the matter. They care about pushing a agenda. So let's go over some of the cope. Just prepare. Prepare yourself, okay? 
Boys, we're going into the salt mine. Get your hard hats on. This one was deleted. <laughs> I wonder why. If you think Kyle Rittenhouse is not guilty, fucking unfollow me. Block me. I don't give a fuck. This justice system is fucking rigged to be in white people's favor and I'm over the inequality. You know, I have to say it's very, very funny to watch a ton of the lefties who previously made fun of the Republicans for claiming the election was rigged and are now just fine rolling over and claiming that our justice institution is rigged. I talk about systemic racism and systemic bias. There's a conversation to be had there, but that is a far different conversation than the system being rigged. Like, you are literally at the same level of the deranged Trump supporters that think the fucking election was rigged right now. That's you. Look in the mirror, honey. There are too many black men sitting in jail slash prison for this white shit of a human to get away with this. Ah, uh, yes. You're going to see a very common reoccurring theme, which is now that the entire jury has acquitted him, they have no choice but to uh, blame it on white privilege. You see, it had nothing to do with him acting in self-defense or anything like that. It was just that he was white. Yeah, that's a better story to tell yourself before going to bed. Tariq Nasheed, if you're ever looking for cringe that makes you want to just Roblox yourself, here it is. The fact that Kyle Rittenhouse said on video he wished he could shoot protesters, illegally obtained a gun, then proceeded to shoot and kill protesters, correctly assumed a white judge and law enforcement would be on code with him, proves white supremacy. This is this guy. This is his tweet in a nutshell. First of all, they weren't protesters that he killed. They were people that were attacking him. I think it's very disgusting of you to try and equate legitimate protesters that are fighting for a legitimate cause to piece of shit child molester, uh, rioters, and attackers. I think that there's a bit of a difference there. But again, Tariq Nasheed is ideologically driven. He doesn't give a shit about the truth. He has an agenda to push, and that's all. So even the ACLU is coming out here swinging with the dumbest fucking takes. Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty of the fatal shooting of two and injury of another during the protest over the shooting of Jacob Blake by the Kenosha Police Department. This situation represents an outrageous failure to protect protesters by the Kenosha Police Department. Can you idiots stop equating rioters, looters, and people that have been proven to hurt Black Lives Matter's approval ratings? Can you stop equating those dipshits with actual protesters? Are you capable of doing this? AJ Plus, I don't know if they consider themselves news, but if they do, they should stop immediately or be, I don't know, fined for lying. Kyle, let, just, let's just go through this coverage, okay? Let's just look at the way that some of these progressive outlets are covering this thing. Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty of homicide after shooting three people at a Black Lives Matter protest last year. Two died and one survived. This is how the, that night's events unfolded. Okay, so first of all, already we have shooting three people at a Black Lives Matter protest. A very interesting way of wording it. Uh, it's a little bit subtle. I wouldn't consider that overt. However, it does more or less infer that this was some imbecile that showed up and started gunning down Black Lives Matter protesters, when in reality, he was offering medical aid 
to the protesters. You can read about this on New York Times. You can watch a video of him walking around to protesters saying medical, medical help. Does anyone need medical? So he wasn't there to fuck with the protesters. So already it's just, it's oozing with dishonesty and the fucking ideological slant. It's disgusting. Hundreds of people joined the BLM protest after police shot a black man. Jacob Blake was training to become a mechanic before a police officer shot him seven times on August 23rd, 2020 and left him partially paralyzed. Yep, Jacob Blake, he, guys, that's exactly how it happened too. He was down under the car with his wrench fixing his car and he was like, all right, that's step two of my training to be a mechanic when all of a sudden a police officer came over and just gunned him down because he felt like it. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, what happened was this guy had a warrant out for his arrest, I believe. He was wanted on sexual assault because he had sexually assaulted his girlfriend repeatedly. The officers knew that when they received another call from the girlfriend saying that this guy had just shown up, Jacob Blake, and that he had taken her keys, wouldn't give them back, and he also wouldn't leave. So the cops, knowing this guy had a warrant out for his arrest and already had been, uh, known as being someone who was a little bit challenging to deal with considering his criminal record. They had that knowledge. They showed up there. They tried to subdue him. He resisted. They tased him twice. He fucking somehow that didn't take him down. He continued to resist arrest until finally, and keep in mind, he also had choked a police officer. He had him in a chokehold for a minute. He finally starts going over to the SUV where there's a child in the car, he reaches into the car. Keep in mind, the officers at this point have their weapons drawn because this guy has proven himself to be uncooperative and violent. And on top of this, Jacob Blake has a knife. Video footage can prove this. Jacob Blake has a knife. He reaches into the car with the car keys as a child is in the back seat. He reaches in. The mom is screaming, he's got my keys, he's got my kids. With the knife, he twists his body like this. I assume looking as if he's going to turn around at the officer and they shoot him. You could argue that this was excessive force considering it was seven times. That does sound pretty excessive to me. However, there was a federal investigation done into this matter, also with civil rights lawyers, and they concluded that there was just no evidence that this was excessive force and they concluded that the officer was acting reasonably. Did the police know about the knife? Yes. There's video about it. There's video and also I believe there's a witness heard the police officers screaming, drop the knife, drop the knife. Now that we're clear on that, we have this twist that, oh, it's just an innocent black guy. He was training to be a mechanic. Look at him with his child. And then all of a sudden he was shot by the officers and these people just showed up to protest when Kyle Rittenhouse showed up with his fucking AR-15. For different reasons, all three of Rittenhouse's victims ended up at the August 25th protest in Kenosha. Rittenhouse's victims? Okay. Joseph Rosenbaum, 36, had just gotten out of the hospital after surviving a suicide attempt when he came across the scene. He died after the armed teenager shot him four times during a confrontation. I like that. It was just a little confrontation, you know? It wasn't like he had already threatened to kill him and then had been chasing Kyle, even though Kyle, by having a gun, had proven that he was willing to defend himself with lethal force. 
continue to be chased, yelled friendly three times. He threw something at him and within arm's reach going for his rifle, Kyle Rittenhouse shoots him. But if you want to call that a confrontation, okay, sure. When I think of a confrontation, I think of like I had a discord debate or someone cut in line at the drive through. That's a confrontation, okay? This, not really a confrontation. You're kind of downplaying that one a little bit. Anthony Huber, then 26, came to demand justice for his friend Jacob Blake. He tried to stop the shooter by swinging a skateboard at his shoulder, but Rittenhouse fatally shot him. It is sad, but holy shit, would you have to be fucking stupid to take a skateboard and try to beat the fuck out of someone you believe is a shooter with an AR-15. And I like how it like flips it. It's like Kyle Rittenhouse's victims. He was just committing the heroic act of stopping and subduing a white supremacist maniac. Gage Grosskritz, 26, brought medical supplies and a pistol to, to attend what was nearly his 100th BLM protest that summer. Oh, wow. He sounds like a real good boy. Also, how come you didn't bother to mention that about Kyle Rittenhouse? You know, Kyle Rittenhouse also brought medical supplies and a gun. So why didn't you? Uh, okay. He was shot in the bicep by Rittenhouse and survived. Hmm. That's it? Oh, okay. Wow. So no mention about how he actually had the gun on Rittenhouse first and then was moving towards him when Kyle fired. When this dude himself literally said that under oath in, in court. I guess no mention of that. I, I mean, the dishonesty here is absolutely, it's, it actually is like fucking disgusting. Like I read this and I feel dumber. And you actually are further away from the truth than you are closer to it. Oh, here we go again. That little piece of shit went out of his way to put himself in a situation where he could kill people, particularly those protesting violence against black people. <laughs> yep. Two nights of rioting, looting, and arson. And, uh, but no, it was just everyone was there protesting and Kyle was the big, mean, bad wolf who showed up to blow the whole protest down. The cops, the judge, the jury just let him do it because he's a little white boy. That is white supremacy. I wonder if this guy thinks that white people should be held to higher standards when defending themselves. This is also really sad. Mayor Bill de Blasio, a fucking mayor. Anthony Huber and Joseph Rosenbaum are victims. They should be alive today. I'm sorry, maybe this is going to sound callous, but Anthony Huber, Joseph Rosenbaum, they're victims of their own stupidity. Anyone that charges an act or charges a guy holding a gun, yelling friendly, and then someone who tries to beat the dude over the head with a skateboard twice, they're idiots. But they are not victims. They were the aggressors in this situation. They should be alive today. The only reason they're not is because a violent, dangerous man chose to take a gun across state lines and start shooting people. To call this a miscarriage of justice is an understatement. They're, he, they're not even trying. They're not even aiming. They're not even, it's like a swing and a miss. This tweet is the equivalent of going bowling and then throwing the bowling ball in the parking lot. Is it bowling? It's kind of there, but like hardly at all. It's really not even close. You were so far out of the realm of reality that it's like, what do I take away from this other than, okay, maybe you should step down from being a mayor and go become like a fictional author. Go write some novels. 
write a novel about a dangerous, violent man who starts shooting people. Because that's exactly what happened, right? One thing that really agitated me with all of this too was that I am getting some pushback from my take that Kyle Rittenhouse was acting in self-defense. And some people were actually getting mad at me because my take sounded like a white or it sounded like a right wing position. Are you kidding me? Like, I'm not going to just ignore the facts of a case because having a position that derives from all the evidence at hand might make me look right wing. Like, it actually proves that Half of these fuckers are purely into politics because it's aesthetic to them. They don't want to look like a right winger. It's not about being truthful. The good news is that white men and boys can still kill whoever they want and do no jail time. Isn't that fun? Wow. This is incredible, guys. I had no idea that apparently because of my white privilege, it means that for me as a white dude, every day is the purge. I can just go out there and legally kill whomever I please whenever I want. Hey, you cut in line, dude. I mean, it might be convenient. Long lines and all. I mean, say goodbye to that, right? I've got a gun and I'm a white man. I can kill whoever I want and get no jail time. Are you going to let me through? It's every day's the purge for us, white boys. And he killed white people. Okay, what does that have to do with anything? I bet little Kyle Rittenhouse is going to go right out and take some more white power picks with the Proud Boys and plan his next massacre. Wait, <laughs> if he was trying to massacre, then why didn't he shoot at the other people when they were giving like medical aid to Joseph Rosenbaum? Rittenhouse being acquitted of all charges is a sickening travesty of justice and a reminder that all of capitalism's institutions are complicit in this racist, murderous system that's exploitative of the vast majority. We'll need powerful mass movements uniting the working class. You see, guys, Kyle Rittenhouse didn't get off because he was acting in self-defense. The jury merely ruled that he was not guilty. Because of capitalism, you see. I'm a lefty. I'm big-brained. And I am smart. Cory Bush. Oh, boy. The judge. The jury. The defendant. Ooh. Dramatic opening. It's white supremacy in action. D judges and juries? Okay. This system isn't built to hold white supremacists accountable. It's why black and brown folks are brutalized and put in cages, while white supremacist murderers walk free. I'm hurt. I'm angry. I'm heartbroken. Uh, I appreciate the, uh, the, the story, J.K. Rowling. It's just that, Jesus, like, how is this due to white supremacy? Where's the white supremacy here? The question is, is there anything at all that we can learn from this, right? Because you're going to hear people talk about the kind of precedent that this sets. And I understand that some people might look at what happened with Kyle Rittenhouse and see that as an excuse for them to go out with their weapons and look scary and maybe get a legal kill or try to argue that it was self-defense or whatever. I can see that happening. But the problem is, if Kyle Rittenhouse was found guilty, I could see that further emboldening riots and looting. Now these people are out here knowing, hey, even if someone's got a gun and I aggress on them and beat the fuck out of them, they can't shoot at me. They can't do it. Like, what are they going to do? They can't claim self-defense. 
what can we learn from this situation? Ideological biases will more often than not poison people's accuracy when reporting facts. So that's the first thing you should keep in mind. And I think that that's pretty well demonstrated looking through these recent tweets. I mean, the cope from these people is insane. I think this could go to talk about improving gun laws and gun restrictions. Under the current Wisconsin law, Kyle Rittenhouse was able to argue that it was legal for him to have that weapon in Wisconsin. I think, and I'm not a lawmaker, it seems like we have the ability to make sure that 17-year-olds aren't running around with AR-15s, crossing state lines, going to places where they're aware that there could be violence. Then I think that we might want to work on improving that law, making it so that that cannot happen. Oh yeah, that's right. I also wanted to push back against the narrative from some right-wingers that Kyle Rittenhouse is a hero. You're seeing one side of the extreme, which is that he's like this white supremacist, racist, blah, 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 blah. And then you're seeing the other side of things where it's like, he's a hero. He took to the streets to defend our great land. No, that's ridiculous. If you're hinging your vigilante fantasies on a literal child, then you might be fucked in the head. You're deranged. You're a crazy person. And you should be locked up in a mental institution until you feel better. This kid is going to be scarred for life. And I don't know what's going to happen in his future either. I mean, the dude was nationally maligned. He's going to be, uh, I'm sure he's going to be filing lawsuits here soon against the various different large figures, personalities that slandered him as a white supremacist murderer. I'm sure we're going to see some lawsuits there. But at the end of the day, the dude's not a hero, but the dude's also not a murderer. Now, in my previous video, I talked about whether or not he was a white supremacist. Hanging out with the Proud Boys definitely makes me think that he is, at the very least, sympathetic to white supremacist ideology. Absolutely. However, if anyone's going to make the claim that he was motivated by white supremacy to go to Kenosha originally, that I would have to push back on hardcore because all available evidence we have, all of the testimony, eyewitnesses, video, everything that we have points to the fact that Kyle Rittenhouse was merely going there to protect property. Was it stupid? Yes. Was he an idiot for going? Yes. But being an idiot is not a crime. And that's why Kyle Rittenhouse has been found not guilty. He was acting in self-defense at the end of the day.